What's up, you filthy flapjacks? My name is Wes, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. Today's episode, I chatted virtually with Minneapolis duo A Mess. They released their debut EP, Golden Age of Television, in September, and it's one of the most beautiful recent releases from the Twin Cities. We talked about the journey the band took from a Sufjan cover uploaded to SoundCloud three years ago to releasing their first EP, plus a whole lot more. Without any further ado, here's my interview with Sarah and Hannah of A Mess on the Ear Coffee Podcast. How are we doing this Wednesday, this very autumnal day? Doing just fine. <laughs> my tripod here, but we're going to try to keep there is a cat. Are... There's a cat trying to join the interview. Oh, yes. This is Leo. Hi, Leo. So cute. That's freaking adorable. <laughs> oh my god, he's ruining everything. <laughs> how are you? How are you doing today, though? I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the only real thing I have going on today, which is always a good day. Same. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chill day. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like uh, starting out interviews by really getting a feel for kind of the musician's first kind of experiences with music because obviously for anyone that makes music and puts it out there it's such an important part of your lives and presumably Mm -hmm. has been for a hot minute so yes do you remember like when you really first connected with like even just like a single song or something when you were younger like where you kind of realized that music is super huge and like super important beyond just like when you're a kid and like you just hear the radio yeah um do you want to start Sarah or do you want me to um sure I can start um so I guess honestly the first time I really felt or can remember feeling really connected to music my parents took me to see Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat um, <laughs> and I have terrible concentration like I can't sit through anything um and my mom says I just sat dead silent in my chair the whole time and then I bought the key so I think that's probably like when I first realized like hey this is one I want to do someday yeah yeah for me I would say just like my parents were you know they're very into music and they would just play like classic rock to me when I was younger and my dad would have me name all the members of the Beatles whenever they would be playing a song and everything and so just through him I think that kind of shaped my just love for music and also mm-hmm. just like I would just like dance around my living room and like always dress up and like have shows and stuff just for my parents and I I don't know I just always liked you know performing I guess and stuff yeah so, uh, from a young age I do have a follow-up but I'm stupid and forgot to ask you to introduce yourselves so if oh, you yeah. can do that really quick <laughs> yeah. and we'll use the magic of editing to make it sound like I <laughs> remember to do my job properly yes of course <laughs> I'm I'm Hannah Boundy from Mass, and do you, do you have like a yeah. primary like instrument or like synth ukulele? Um, which one? Uh, Instagram, did you say, or social media? Or? In- instrument, yeah. Sorry. Instrument, gotcha. Yeah, um, I basically guitar and ukulele is my two instruments, and just and singing. So yeah, singing, of course. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, I'm Sarah Liebel. I'm the other half of a mess, um, and I do vocals and synth. Awesome. Okay. You very obviously had those important connections with music just as a, like as kids, but what were your first like memories of actually making 
music yourselves, whether it was like writing songs when you were in high school or performing in like any any sort of capacity that because I know a lot of people have gone through like musical theater, even though people, no one admits that um, or like <laughs> did like just kind of acoustic stuff and just kind of recording stuff in on your own time. Like what were your first in, interactions um... with that? I guess I would say, uh, starting from a young age, I was in like church choir and then I left that area of music and started doing just like choir in elementary and then I was in orchestra for many years. So that kind of, um, helped my music skills, I guess. And then going from there, I was a huge theater geek for sure. And I, I, I was involved in like 16 shows in high school and, I was definitely uh, one, one of those types of people, and I loved it. But, you know, I, I yeah, no shame. But <laughs> definitely. Yeah. What, what was guess, your favorite uh, show, if I can ask? Cause... Um, that I did through high school, I'd say probably Sweet Charity. Um, it's okay. an oldie musical, uh, and I was one of the um, head prostitutes in that show, <laughs> which was my role. And we did that song, Hey, Big Spender, uh, that that's from uh, Sweet Charity, and so that was quite interesting for a high school performance. But that was really. <laughs> I <interesting>. bet. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What about you, Sarah? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I forced my parents to put me in piano lessons when I was five. Um. They told me I couldn't do it until I learned how to read, and so I learned how to read, and then they had to learn <laughs> the piano. Um. And so yeah, the first time I performed was on some little community room stage probably playing like twinkle twinkle little star or something that easy um so that's kind of where i first started um and then yeah as as it kind of went on i realized that voice was probably my main focus and so i also did musical theater and i'll admit it (laughs) (laughs) and yeah choir and then yeah just a lot kind of leading up to where we settle into now yeah did you have Mm -hmm. a favorite show when you were in that phase that so many people love to bury. <laughs> Did you have a, Did favorite, you have a favorite, favorite show, show oh, like that you were in or involved with? Oh, man. Well, let's see how many times I can mention this musical on the podcast. I was in Joseph and the Amazing Technical. <laughs> Came full circle. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in seventh grade. It was really fun. Um, so I like that one. And then my senior year of high school, we did the Drowsy Chaperone. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you know it? That's awesome. I, I think I've at least heard, like, seen scenes from it or something. Yeah. 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 So that one was really fun, too. And I would say um, that's probably my favorite favorite I've done because it was also my last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the same with mine. And also something that I should mention is me and Sarah actually met in college a cappella. So... That also uh, was the reason why we're here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The n- new new favorite thing to do on do during interviews is get people to dig up their theater kid past or like their acapella stories. Seriously, <laughs> we are. Uh, we will talk there's... about it. Yeah. Yes. There's um, probably so many. So that's how you you two met, but a mess didn't kind of mm-hmm. even really start to conceptualize until. I think I saw on social media somewhere you did a Sufjan cover together. Um, yeah. Where, oh my gosh. Why did you want to do like that song and kind of decide to even just like put a cover out together beyond just kind of like being friends and knowing each other through the acapella group? Um, well, we always just wanted to do a cover together because I've been doing covers on SoundCloud for many years now and 
I always like doing them with friends. So we were kind of like, hey, we both love this song. Like, why not? And so we kind of just were working on that for a while. And through that, that's kind of, yeah, what led us to work on original stuff. And then a mess was born through. I guess that is the first thing that we really did uh, away from acapella and on our own. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And we were like, oh, we like our, we like this blend that's happening. Let's do more with this. Just, <laughs> it's easy to work with. Sarah and I, yeah. Was, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, did it take a little bit of time to kind of really figure that out and kind of lock into the idea of just being in a band, even once you kind of had committed to writing songs together and kind of working things out? Like, because I don't think a mess was like officially born until like a couple, like a year later or something. Yeah. Um, were you? Yeah recording and working on not like recording covers and like working and stuff all throughout that time or just kind of waiting for the right moment and to kind of launch the project um I'd what would you think both, honestly yeah a little bit of both mm-hmm. um yeah we kind of started out with um hannah had a bunch of original material already written um and so we kind of started off of that working me into it kind of workshopping those um and so we wanted to take our time to make sure that we got some really solid like new tracks on the EP mm-hmm. um, and so yeah we just kind of took our time getting things set up kind of you know playing shows and trying to make money but that's not happening right now um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so we kind of went in slowly but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we I think we I mean I joined the acapella group to to be able to find people to join a band because I always wanted to be in a band. And I was like, hmm, this is a good, like, maybe I can, I feel like this is a good way to meet those musically inclined people and it would be fun. And then I found Sarah. I'm like, this is perfect. Let's start a band. And we did it. But yeah, it was kind of a slow moving thing in the beginning just because, you know, being in school also is very hard trying yeah. to like have, um, and I was just really stressed out. So it was slower in the beginning, I'd say, because we were just both busy people and, but yeah. we would like try to get together as much as possible and just like jam for fun. And then we were kind of like, Oh, maybe we can like just start a band together too. <laughs> so I don't know. It was, mm-hmm. I yeah. Think I was sitting on your floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, Hey. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of just like a jam sesh. And then we, I think initially found a like playlist on Spotify that was called a mess. And we were like, Oh, that'd be a funny band name. And <laughs> Ever since then, it kind of stuck. So, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's lent itself to like memes and stuff because, yes, yeah, exactly. it's a while. Yeah, our um, first show, it was very nice to like be able to have that to fall back on because whenever we'd mess up or something, we'd be like, we're a mess, and everyone would laugh. And we'd be like, <laughs> that was definitely on purpose. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So, yeah. hopefully, it's not used against us later down the line. I hope but. not either. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it's been almost, almost like almost like a year to the day um, when you released the EP just recently, and when you dropped "Fade Away," which was for the longest time like your only like the only official Ames song yeah. out there. When you for, recorded, for it, yeah, recorded mm-hmm. and released that, did you know that you wanted to maybe put, end up putting it on an EP, like like what ended up happening, or was it just kind of like we have the song? We feel good about it. Let's put it out there just so we have something that people can kind of reference when you guys were like playing shows and growing the band as much as you could during that time. 
Um, yeah, sure. So yeah, no, we initially, uh, when we recorded that, we knew that we wanted to do an EP eventually, but that was kind of like, I'd say the song that we had been working on for the longest. And that the first song that we picked out and said like, Hey, let's do this together and let's make a single out of this. And then, um, I think just that year ended up being, that was my senior year. And it was just very hard to like get back in the, re in recording and like, so the EP did take longer, and I feel like it would have even come out sooner if I wasn't like in school for that <laughs> time period. Um, but yeah, I'd say I guess initially when we recorded that, um, we we had been just like focusing on that during that time, and then we tried to get out the EP as soon as possible, and we had recorded it maybe like I don't know, like six months after like Fade Away or something. I don't know, something like that. Like the rest of them were slowly, I guess, each song. Um, and then COVID happened and that was kind of a, sh a shit show, but I mean, cause we had just, but the thing that was good about that was that we had recorded everything before COVID even happened. Okay. So we were kind of then able to virtually like work on stuff and, um, you know, thank God for the internet. Yeah. Work like on that. like mixing Honestly. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we got lucky with that, but I think we, we did initially say that we wanted to do an EP as we were recording oh. fade away, like right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you dropped You Don't Want Me as kind of like the lead single, even to people who didn't realize it at the time in July, and now the full thing is out. Um, since I know you mentioned that, Hannah, you wrote songs kind of and been working on your own stuff for a while. Was mm -hmm. that ever, like, was, did that any of that evolve into the five songs we have on Golden Age of, Tele Golden Age of Television, or did you really want to make sure all five of these songs were written collaboratively. Cause obviously like the performances and like, you can tell that it's super mm -hmm. like, fluid and like how collaborative and the way you to use your voices and everything like that and just be solid with like the songwriting kind of being a partnership as well. Or mm -hmm. yeah, just um, talk a little bit I, about that. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, a few of the songs on the EPR songs that I had written years ago and then we just work together to like kind of make them um, more our vibe together musically. But we're both when writing songs, we do better kind of like in our own space writing. And then once we get together, we kind of like try to then mix our lyrics, I guess, together. Um, mm. But um, yeah, a few of the songs though were songs initially that I had written like three years ago and just like yeah. hadn't really, yeah. Away and Why Did You Leave are mm -hmm. the two old ones and then yeah ones we wrote after mm -hmm. we started working together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, but yeah, luckily, like I, um, like I said, with SoundCloud, I've had kind of been compiling a lot of originals from over the years. So it was cool to be able to take those and then work on them with Sarah and kind of create a whole different life to them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. How, mu how much did they change once they, like you brought those songs to Sarah and like, do you kind of think of those even a little differently than the ones that maybe like Sarah either took a little bit of a lead on writing or were much more like of a partnership? Um, Hannah definitely still writes more than I do because mm -hmm. it takes me like 20 years to finish a song. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was actually really easy to kind of like seamlessly transition from into Hannah's music and into mine. Um, and then I had a little bit of experience on the, you know, like booking shows side. Um, Cause I play with, you know, a couple other groups. Sorry about my cat. <laughs> no um, so like she kind of took, you know, a lot of the creative stuff while I was, you know, helping out with trying to get shows booked. But then of course, you know, adding my own synth parts. Um, I think I threw a verse into, um, 
why did you leave mm -hmm. um, but otherwise yeah most of most of these tracks are hannah's okay yeah. um i guess this is kind of going to be more of a hannah question but i'm still interested to hear what you both have to say about this Prince, all the songs mm -hmm. seem very centered around kind of like love and its many facets, whether it's like a relationship, something that's unrequited, <laughs> a breakup, just these very mm -hmm. kind of existential but still really relatable things. Yeah. Is that how you always kind of find yourself writing? Is that like writing about the themes important to the two of you? And because it's obviously ended up on the EP, I figured it's at least a little important. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess just like where do you kind of how do you combine those like inspirations and those feelings and turn them into the into any of the songs that we have now or will be coming out in the future or whatever um yeah i feel like for this ep like in a lot of the songs that i that i took and had written years ago i initially wrote those in a very different my headspace for mm -hmm. me i guess and it was a way of coping and mm -hmm. so that's kind of why a lot of them have that theme of like you know, sadness and just like unrequited love because it was like my first heartbreak. Um, and it was actually the first time I was able to just have the inspiration to sit down and just write stuff. So I wrote a lot of songs after, during that period. Um, but now I'm kind of trying to write like, you know, not just sad songs, like we all love a good sad song, but um, I'm a lot happier now than I was then. So I want to kind of bring a more happy tone to upcoming That's songs, good, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> But that's basically why these ones are kind of have that feeling. But I feel like everyone can relate with that, and you know. Yeah, um, we've both been burned pretty bad. So yeah, that's uh, true. It, it comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even just like yeah, like the lyrics and the music are both very emotional on the EP. I think, and just I can I can imagine people just like listening to it, and just kind of like a single tears just like <laughs> shedding. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, that's what we want. We want. <laughs> I, I hope so because uh, mission accomplished i'm pretty sure um uh with yeah. like the old timey like samples that show up on a couple songs and even just like the title um mm -hmm. how, how did you find like that inspiration to kind of interject that into the ep even like it flows pretty well but it still seems like it's kind of its own thing um yeah and yeah where did that idea come from and kind of how did you introduce that concept into like the songs and into the EP. Well, yeah, Sarah it started. Yeah, I got this one. Okay. <laughs> um, it started. We were doing our first photo shoot um, with our friend Kayla, Northern Voyages Photography. Shout out! Um, and she, we were doing it in her like little creepy basement. She was like, "Hey, you guys, I found this old TV. Should we use this in some shots?" And we're like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> and then afterwards, we got coffee and we were very caffeinated and just like rapid firing names. <laughs> related mm -hmm. to television back to each other um and then hannah said golden age of television we were like yep that's it cool <laughs> um, and then a couple months down the line i was thinking about how i wanted to kind of like cohesively give the album like fit fit it in the theme there we go like yeah. kind of create a theme for it um and so that's kind of where i came up with the samples um and they're all from an affair in Monte Carlo, which, so I'm lucky, I only had to watch one movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of how that turned out. Like, it's kind of all, once again, I just keep saying it all just kind of fell together. Yeah, and I feel like with that, too, it, it fits my, I guess, aesthetic, because I just love old television as well, and I studied television in college, and it was a cool way to kind of add mm -hmm. that into the music. And just a lot of those old um, movies, I feel like, have that, like, those romantic, uh, you know, sad 
movies, I guess. So it kind of fit in with, yeah. I guess, those songs, just with that and the quotes that were from that movie, too. And so, yeah, I feel like it kind of just, yeah, like Sarah said, just fell together like that. And when I first initially said Golden Age of Television, I was kind of joking initially, and then we, were, we just liked it, and we were like... We'll just stick with that, I guess, for yeah. now. <laughs> I, I feel like that's and, how, like, all these, like, band names and a lot of EP names yeah. come about anyways, so it, mm-hmm. it tracks. Um, yes. Yeah, so you mentioned that you had managed to record pretty much everything before COVID hit, fortunately. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just talk a little bit about that process of, like, just getting in, in a studio or getting in, getting in with some mics and some gear, and what... What was like working on the EP like like during the COVID part when everyone was like at home? Like were there still like changes that need to be made and how did you kind of accommodate those or like did the samples come later on? And like just, yeah, the whole putting together the assembly of the EP. Um, luckily we, we really did like most of our vocals and everything like the main, like I guess, like most of the songs before COVID. So that was great. But then afterwards we kind of just were more like I would send over vocals and record stuff just in my room and send it over to our producer Riley and he would fit those in. And then later on we had, um, wasn't like you, that was the last one that we hadn't recorded yet. So I went in separately, like once this was a little, like when it was a little more safe to, you know, go to other people's houses and stuff. And, uh, I recorded that and, um, and brought my brother in who then did the cello for all of that song. Okay. And, um, and Sarah wasn't there at that time, but then she recorded it at a later date alone. And so we kind of just made it work and it took longer than we would have liked if COVID didn't happen. I'm sure it would have gotten out a bit sooner because we could have been able to like go in there more and figure it out. But with, you know, we, we did the best we could, and I think it ended up being totally fine because, you know, sure. Riley's awesome, our producer, and we, we just stayed in touch with him and would, mm-hmm. you know, tell him, like, what we were feeling about stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had some, some good old bedroom recordings on the EP. Um, There's one synth line in Why Did You Leave that was recorded completely with GarageBand. <laughs> <laughs> it was stuck in a hotel in Chester, Minnesota. Wow. Um, and it's like it's like just a baseline, but I think it's pretty funny that a garage band sound put it into our EP. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, garage band is it's always good. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes like the demo stuff sounds better than any and just more natural than anything that like any amount of studio exactly. trickery can Yeah. Can, can, it works. So. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely De- works. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um what are each of your favorite moments on the EP? If you if you have more than one, just pick one for now. But like the part that you kind of feel most proud of as a musician, as an artist, or just kind of you feel is most representative of the work you've put in, uh, putting this EP into the world. It's hmm. oh, a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess the first thing that pops to my mind is Scrambled Eggs, just because that was the first song I've ever written that I didn't hate. Um, <laughs> and so. And I hold that one very close to my heart, too. It's a very vulnerable song. Um, so obviously that that one's important to me. Um, but then a really small one in um, You Don't Want Me, there's a minute when we come back into the chorus and my voice breaks a little bit. And I hated, mm-hmm. I hated it when we first had the mix and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I was listening to it, I realized like it sounds just that much more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we're trying to go for anyway. Um, so yeah. I guess those are my my two favorites. Sorry, I couldn't pick one. No, no, that's good. <laughs> it, I mean, I 
I mean, like, Fade Away is just kind of like was so like it felt it was like our the first song that was released, obviously. So it just it feels a lot more significant in some ways to me because it was like finally like we we did this and it took like a lot longer. I feel like just because it was the first one and we were kind of still figuring it out and like what we wanted our you know, sound to be and everything. And when we, when we sat in our Sarah's car and heard that for the first, like the first mix of that was just like very emotional. I think we were like, uh, just le- or heading to like Moto E for like a, um, we were going to like open, them. open mic or yeah, some, some like little gig. And we were like, shit, like this is, this is it. And it, I don't know. It was just, was very cool. So, um, that's probably what I would say, even though I love the rest of the EP too, but fade away just, is, yeah. you know, that was their baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Uh, back when live shows were a thing, you had like about a year or so you're playing shows as a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I love chatting with bands that aren't, they don't really fit like the kind of like the basement band kind of stereotype where like you're not a four piece with like loud guitars or anything like that. So you're kind of already <laughs> sure. set apart in, I think, a very good way. Um, but how did you kind of deal with like, shows and like sharing weird bills maybe sometimes and <laughs> just kind of finding your a place for your music without changing it because you obviously haven't there's an ep now um mm-hmm. and just yeah i guess um, share a little bit of your experience kind of playing shows and being members of the minneapolis kind of music scene oh yeah um yeah i guess I was really lucky in the fact that I already had some connections when it came to getting booked um, because I play with some other bands. Um, and so I was able to kind of rely on them and be like, hey, do you want to play this show with me? Because I know you have a solo act or like, you guys help me. Um, so between that and just sending a lot of emails and Facebook messages, we managed to, um, you know, get some spots. Uh, Kitty Cat seem to like us so hopefully mm-hmm. once, once it's safe we can get ourselves back there yeah. um i think that's yeah. my favorite place that we have as a mess have yeah played. that was awesome and we had a show like right before covid happened like was a thing and i remember like leaving kitty cat and being like hell yeah that i felt really good about that i hope that we get to play more shows like that and then mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> that was march like so uh but yeah no i i'm confident that we'll like get back out there eventually and mm-hmm. it's just you know right now it was a good time anyway to just be able to really i guess solely focus on the ep and just yeah our music i guess but it'll be nice to be able to play again for sure yeah. And I I do remember one time too we played at um, a certain venue that wasn't really uh, into our I feel like vibe. Um, Sarah, I don't know if you like I don't know if I should say the venue or whatever, but um, I yeah I'm not going to. But they kind of were like like get this coffee house shit out of here like get like they just weren't really vibing with us and that kind of was a kind of a slap in the face in the yeah. beginning. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't know how to mic an acoustic guitar. That yeah. was like, where, like... Yeah, and I remember just being like, is this what it's going to be like? But then um, it got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it ended up being a really good show, because at one point I realized that we're just not going to have the sound we need. Um, mm-hmm. And so the show was pretty small. It was just probably like 20 people. Most of them were our friends. And so I was like, all right, we're going to just sit on the front of the stage and do it acoustic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our second show ever, and it was actually received really well. And oh, yeah. Nice to have the support from all of our friends, you know, that yeah. 
that we can do this and our music can be played in dive bars and basements. <laughs> yeah. <we> do. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, awesome. Yeah. I know you, you, you mentioned before that like kind of going forward, you're both again, really doubling down on like the collaborative nature, even with just the songwriting. Mm-hmm. Cause right now you're kind of basking in the release of an EP, which is obviously very, <laughs> very deserved. Um, but mm-hmm. what is the future look like for a mess? Like songwriting wise, just kind of working on new stuff. Yeah. Even um, once well, time has passed since uh, Golden Age has been released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The night the EP dropped, I wrote two and a half songs. Um, so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm, we're, we're working on it. Um, mm-hmm. I set any like solid plans, but it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say kind of the same thing now that that is out there and the EP is out there for the world. Like I am feeling a lot more just kind of like inspired to write a whole new like chapter of songs and like with mm-hmm. a different vibe to them and just maybe like tempo numbers. <laughs> yeah, maybe some <laughs> dance numbers. Who knows? Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no. Luckily, with like you know um, the interwebs and uh, technology today, we were able to like virtually, you know, still send some ideas back and forth and work mm-hmm. on new stuff still. And so, I'm confident we'll have some more songs coming out in the future soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Great. That's all of my, like, I guess, more serious or legitimate questions. But I always okay. wrap up mm-hmm. interviews by just asking, what local music especially um has been kind of keeping you company lately that you've just kind of had on repeat and just been vibing with lately just shouting out some of the friends some of the other bands <laughs> um mental space by the immaculate beings that's what came to my mind first yeah um i'd say um this band dad bod that are um a new up-and-coming minneapolis band they yeah. they've been doing a lot of cool stuff recently and um callie in that band she's also an acapella girl at heart so i think i like we were through through that and everything yeah. so it's cool to see that our fellow acapella people are also you know <laughs> still doing music and acapella and solidarity and <laughs> yes so yeah no you should check them out they have some cool oh stuff. no they're one of my favorite bands i love them so much oh, oh really nice. yeah oh, they're awesome. they're so sick like they yeah, only have like six no. songs out and it's incredible um yeah they're really cool for sure yeah for I'm sure. Sure. yeah mm-hmm. all right well but on yeah. that note uh Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to chat. Uh, congrats on the EP. Um, it's available wherever you, you get your music. Can, um, can people buy it on Bandcamp? Because it's yes. good Because yeah. Bandcamp Friday. <laughs> oh, we well, had a couple purchases good. last week. Um, and then, yeah, so we're going to have it up and do that whole, you know, happy Bandcamp Friday to those who celebrate thing. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. We can get a couple more sales. So Yeah. Well, You'll, yeah. Anyone hearing this will be hearing this after Bandcamp Friday. But if you if you missed out on getting the EP on Bandcamp Friday, just tip a little extra <laughs> to <get laughs> compensate. Yes. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Thanks for having. Have us. a great rest of your night, and thanks for having us. The Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>